graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. The ambulance sirens rang As they wheeled her to the stand Feathered, tarred and handcuffed to a stretcher The doctor's diagnosis was multiple sclerosis An open and shut hopeless case The wheels of justice turned Till the tires were bald and burned And when they'd all adjourned I asked myself Am I young? H-A-P-P-Y There's a new born baby cry Did Elvis really die? And I said to myself Self Is wrestling fixed? Carter, the unstoppable sex machine, asking, is wrestling fixed? To what? To which we answer, it was never broken in the first place. You are tuned into the Atomic Drop here on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Tarek, and this is a broadcast celebrating the world of professional wrestling. Thank you for joining us. I do hope you're doing well. Uh, We're going to have to start the show uh, with a little bit of bad news, but, you know, it's it's part of life. Uh, This past Saturday, the Roundhouse held... Held, played host to to Mexican wrestling. The 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 the, the luchadors from Mexico came over, and they they do this either every year or every two years. I remember I, I went years ago uh, to the Roundhouse in Camden uh, to see a number of uh, Mexican wrestling legends. A lot of these guys are are, are older than the sort of guys you'd see uh, on the independent circuit, but they are they they're all like huge names. So this past Saturday, uh, the Roundhouse were hosting one of these luchador events. And unfortunately, Silver King died in the ring. He he was 51 years old, born on the 9th of January 1968. Uh, Died this past Saturday, 11th of May 2019. It's believed it was a heart attack. Uh, Real name, Cesar Gonzalez Baron. Uh, Our thoughts go out to his family. A horrible way to go, but at the same time, they say at least you're going, uh, you know, doing something that you love. Uh, He was also known as Black Tiger. He was the third incarnation as Black Tiger. He was the son of Dr. Wagner, the brother of Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, Known, I I mostly became aware of his work uh, during the late 90s when he wrestled in WCW. Uh, I think to the mainstream, he'll he'll best be known as, as, as Ramses, the villain in the Jack Black movie, Nacho Libre. But yeah, he he passed he passed away this past Saturday in the ring. Uh, a lot of people thought it was part of the show. Evidently, it wasn't. 
So uh, I thought it would be nice like maybe to play his entrance theme. Uh, but then when I looked it up, it turned out for the last few years, or at least that the entrance theme that Silver King was best known for uh, was Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. And I thought there's no point really playing that because everyone knows what it sounds like. And we do only have a limited time here uh, on Residence FM each week. So I wanted to play something a bit more uh, wrestling related. So we're going to play you something uh, from the ghastly ones. This is a uh, Luchador-inspired song uh, called Los Campinos del Justico. Calling El Santo Blue Demon y Mil Máscaras. Los campeones del justicio.
got to ask, do you regret leaving the independent scene where you were a big fish in a small pond to ultimately drown in the sea that is the WWE? Well, that's funny because uh, Daniel Bryan never wrestled on the independent scene. I don't know, uh, if you go on YouTube, Daniel Bryan, all you ever see is Daniel Bryan in the WWE. But there was this guy, man, he was out there, he was kicking people's heads in. People called him the best wrestler in the world, the best technical wrestler in the world. He was a champion of Japan and Mexico and Europe. And do you know what his, his name was? It was, you might know this guy. What's next for this guy? For, for Daniel Bryan, I don't know, man, that, that might be the end of him. I mean, he's... he's eliminated from NXT. I mean, he can't even beat rookies. What's wrong with this guy? He can take Batista to the limit, but he can't beat rookies. Daniel, might, Daniel Bryan might be done, but uh, Bryan Danielson, God knows what, what's going to happen to him. Bry, best of luck in your future endeavors. I know you're going to be just fine. And he was just fine. That was Daniel Bryan talking to Matt Stryker. Uh, after his elimination from the first season of NXT, back when NXT was some sort of, uh, sort of like a pop idol talent show, searching for wrestlers and not the uh, developmental behemoth that it is uh, now. And before that, you heard some uh, surf rock from the Ghastly Ones. You are tuned into the Atomic Drop here on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM, a broadcast about professional wrestling. So this past week, the WWE have been in the UK. I think they still are. I think they finish up their UK tour tonight in Cardiff. Uh, Monday Night Raw and and SmackDown Live emanated from the O2 Arena in London. I was in attendance, and as always with live wrestling, with most live sort of performance. Uh, it's always a joy. It's always so much better uh, than watching it on TV. I think you can really tell that it comes across on television that that rules in London because the crowd, the crowd's always fantastic. Now, from my personal experience uh, and and what I saw, kids, man, kids, kids love pro wrestling. I, I like watching kids uh, watch pro wrestling. It's nice to see kids absolutely uh, lose themselves. My biggest takeaway from Monday Night Raw was actually Baron Corbin. He has an incredible ability uh, to draw heat uh, or from the fans. And when I say heat, I mean the, the people don't like him. He's really good at getting people to hate him. And a lot of people go, oh no, we hate him because he's rubbish and, and, and we actually want to like, go away heat, uh, what, what they say X-Pac used to have. But no, I, th- I think Baron Corbin's doing a fantastic job. Uh, the, on... On the night, I don't know if they how many segments they showed on television, but uh, Baron Corbin was involved in at least three segments. Uh, he took part in the dark match at the end of the night. Of course, the dark match is the match that doesn't appear uh, on the television, and it's just for the for the audience in the building. I think Baron Corbin had had a fantastic showing on Monday night. A match off the night uh, from Monday Night Raw, I would say, would have to be Rey Mysterio and Cesaro. I don't know how old Rey Mysterio is. He's got to be one of the older members off the roster, but the match he had with Cesaro, and all credit to Cesaro as well, it was a lovely little match. Now, I've loved Rey Mysterio my whole life, and he's always seemed to have evaded me in terms of getting to see him live. Every time I, I used to go and see the WWE, he'd either be injured or he wasn't with the company. Uh, and then this past year at WrestleMania, I thought, okay, this is my chance to see Rey Mysterio wrestle. And it turns out his match was only like a minute long after Samoa Joe destroyed him in, in, in about a minute. 
So uh, so Monday was great for me because I, I did get to see Rey Mysterio wrestle a fantastic match uh, with Cesaro. The takeaway from Tuesday night SmackDown, of course, uh, had to be Daniel Bryan. Like, it gets a bit old on this show how, how much we uh, put Daniel Bryan over. But I'm, I'm, I'm in full belief that this man is the greatest uh, pro wrestling performer of all times. It is just little things like little looks he'll shoot the crowd. Uh, and it is... It, also, last week I talked about how his moveset has moved to uh, being a complete bastard. And that's exactly what he did. It seems to be his go-to thing. This uh, He was involved in a, in a multi-man tag match. Facing off against the Usos, one of the Usos was on the top uh, top rope uh, on the turnbuckle, and Brian did his go-to, just go and shove the guy off. Uh, but all in all, Raw and and SmackDown from London were fantastic for me. The kids, uh, all the kids in the arena enjoyed it. A lot of people there you could see it was their first wrestling show as well. And this is the thing you have to understand when a WWE come and, and do a wrestling show. Uh, it's not just for wrestling fans. A lot of people, you have to understand, they have to cater to a lot of people who are going to see wrestling uh, for the first time. So, you know, I, I think they do a great job. They do take a lot of flack. A lot of reports have come out this week about uh, the WWE wrestlers and performers and how their morale is at an all-time low And now, of course, we have the threat of all elite wrestling and all their wrestlers seem to be over the moon about how they're going to be treated fairly and how they're going to make good wages. I believe this week they signed a deal uh, with TNT Drama. I'm not sure what channel that is in the States, but I've been told it's a major network. So it does also seem there's an alternative place for wrestlers to work if they want to. I believe after Double or Nothing, which takes place, I think the weekend after this one, I think the landscape of wrestling is going to tr- uh, going to change a great deal, and uh, I really hope the WWE are not on the losing end. Uh, they can afford to be on the losing end, as we know they 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 are an absolute behemoth. The other news from this week and from from like Raw and SmackDown is uh, a little bit more character development in in Bray Wyatt's character. He's got a new mask, which has been actually uh, been designed by horror makeup artist Tom Savini, or at least it came out of his team's sort of workshop. And it's got it's got a very distinct look. They debuted it on Monday night, and the only thing I could think was it's absolutely terrifying. I do know uh, that the WWE does cater a lot of its stuff towards children, and uh, I, I, like, I didn't see any kids terrified in the crowd, but it, it was absolutely terrifying, I was, I was a little scared, so I'm once again interested to see uh, where this Bray Wyatt gimmick is going, I suspect he is going to uh, appear at Money in the Bank this Sunday, of course Money in the Bank takes place this Sunday, something that I do want to get into a little bit further, but first, it's time for a song, this is Brian Christopher, uh, the son of Jerry the King Lawler, better known to uh, wrestling fans as Grandmaster Sex A, and here he is singing It's a Memphis Thing. You can go down south where the kudzu grows to find wrestling legends like Sputnik Monroe. And the one and only fabulous Jackie Fargo Don't forget Don and Al Green and Tojo Yamamoto The Mid-South Coliseum every Monday night Where wrestling was done right And Saturday TV 
Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart with his first family. Ooh, everybody hated them. If mean, low down and nasty scratches your itch, there's Brian Christopher, the Moon Dogs, and Tommy Rich. Now in wrestling, I know you should never snitch, but they always cheated them sons of a Coliseum every Monday night. Where wrestling was done right And Saturday TV Live from the rain It'll always be a Memphis thing Often imitated But never duplicated Nobody can beat Memphis wrestling You gotta be here to understand what I'm talking about Cause It's a Memphis thing. That was Brian Christopher singing It's a Memphis Thing. You know, I just read that he died last year. It kind of sounds familiar. It said he died last July. Uh, that that was one that I'd completely forgotten about. That was uh, Brian Christopher, son of Jody King Lawler, uh, formerly known as Grandmaster Sex A, past, part of uh, legendary uh, tag team Too Cool. And uh, sadly, no longer with us. Something that I kind of vaguely remember hearing it last year now, I think about it. But very sad news uh, to me, even though it's not news. But uh, there he is singing, singing an ode to Memphis wrestling. So this Sunday, moving on, uh, this Sunday we do have the Money in the Bank event. It takes place in Hartford, Connecticut at the XL Center. A number of matches on the card. But of course, most exciting are the eight-man and eight women uh, that are going to be competing in the ladder matches, which uh, they will be competing for a briefcase uh, that holds a contract for a title shot uh, that they can cash in, so to speak, uh, at any point over the next 365 days. In the men's match, we have Andrade facing off against Sami Zayn, who uh, Sami Zayn took... Uh, Braun Strowman's place in the ladder match this past Monday night. Uh, I'm quite excited for that. I think Sami Zayn will do uh, will be much more interesting in a ladder match than someone like uh, Braun Strowman, who's big and huge. Uh, there have been reports that uh, Braun Strowman is possibly injured, so that could be another reason for the switch. 
Ricochet's in that match. He was an incredible high flyer, as most of you know. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, and Randy Orton. Now, uh, like my pick was Andrade to win, but after this past Tuesday, uh, where he won in a fatal four-way, uh, there is quite a, a strong case for him not to win the match. I can't see who they give the case to. I'd like to see them give it to Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin's done some fantastic work over the last year, but he has also held uh, the contract once before. Drew McIntyre is a worthy candidate as well, I suppose. Uh, although I think they've done some uh, very damaging booking with Drew McIntyre. He's not winning any meaningful matches. We saw him lose to, to Roman Reigns at uh, at WrestleMania. And, he, and Drew just seems to proceed to take beating and beating and beating after the week. So perhaps this is the moment, because there was... Uh, there was a time a couple of years ago where you could they, they sort of telegraphed the money in the bank winner. Most notably, it was with Damian Sandow. Uh, the guy would just keep getting beaten, and then all of a sudden, they'd win the money in the bank briefcase. So hopefully, uh, Drew might overcome this and win and, and be on his way to becoming the first Scottish uh, WWE champion. Uh, but it is a pick'em. It's anyone's game. Uh, my money's still on Andrade. I'd love him to win, although we know the fact that he doesn't speak English uh, won't work in his favour for the booking, but uh, we'll see what happens. Over to the women. The women's field consists of Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Uh, my heart of hearts wants Natalia to win. I think she, once again, another highly overlooked talent. Uh, I don't think she will. But there's still a chance, you know. This is, once again, this is another situation where it's a pick-up. Dana Brooke, who is a phenomenal talent, uh, she stood out when I saw her this past past week uh, at the live events. Uh, She's far more beautiful in real life. Not that that's a way to judge someone and not that that's any sort of measure of value, but she she looks, she's gorgeous in real life. And she's not too shabby looking on telly, uh, but compared to what she looks like in real life uh, to what she looks like on telly, it's night and day. She's absolutely... Absolutely stunning uh, in real life. But uh, to be fair, most of these women do deserve to win. Uh, I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't say Carmella's got a shot. I don't think Mandy Rose, I don't think it's time for her yet. Ember Moon, possibly, Bailey, you know, but uh, once again, it's a pick 'em. Hopefully, no one gets hurt. In either of these ladder matches, these are always quite hazardous matches, so uh, we'll see what happens. Elsewhere on the Money in the Bank card, uh, the WWE Universal Championship will be contested between Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. I can't see past AJ Styles winning. It, it's And I know, I know it's not legitimately competitive, but if we're going to put the two talents side by side... Side by side, even. Uh, I know Seth Rollins is absolutely on fire at the moment, but he's he, he does not stand a chance against the likes of AJ Styles, so we'll see what happens. My money's on AJ Styles. Roman Reigns versus Elias. Uh, a quick note on Elias. He is, once again, another talent uh, on, on, on my time at the live events this week. He's incredibly over. He's Even though he's portrayed as a heel and as a bad guy, the fans, or at least the English fans, absolutely love Elias. There's just a connection there. Uh, I, I I fear that Roman Reigns will be winning. Uh, we have Kofi Kingston defending the WWE Championship against Kevin Owens. Uh, the thing I noticed about the New Day from uh, from the from, from SmackDown this past week and being there in the arena, uh, they, they are severely suffering. Uh, without the presence of Big E. I always thought it was three individuals who created a fantastic team in the form of the New Day, but uh, 
Biggie was a vital part, and you can see that they they not only did they miss him in terms of uh, in terms of manpower and uh, and and you know when they need a heavy in for for fighting, but uh, you know Biggie was a larger than life character, and we can only wish him a quick and speedy recovery. I, I bet you Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston are hoping for that as well. But Kofi Kingston does defend the WWE Championship against Kevin Owens. I, I suspect Kofi Kingston's retaining as much as I'd love Kevin Owens to win it. Uh, I, I think Kofi's going to defend it this Sunday. We have Becky Lynch, the dual champion, the, the, the women's champion of the SmackDown and the Raw uh, brands. She will be having two title defenses on Sunday night, pulling double duty. I wonder if that means she gets paid twice. If anyone knows, please do tweet in. Uh, she'll be facing Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Champion, and she'll be facing Charlotte Flair uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I somehow think she's going to lose one of them. I'd like Lacey Evans to win uh, the Raw Women's Championship. There was something that Lacey Evans did. A lot of people think that she's not ready or she doesn't deserve the opportunity. Uh, But on her way to the ring this week, uh, she held out her hand for a child. And as the child went to grab Lacey Evans' hand, she snatched it away uh, in in such a heelish way. And you could see it broke the little kid's heart. And it absolutely popped me. And I thought, brilliant. That was that, that that's. That's wrestling. Uh, I love stuff like that. We've got Samoa Joe defending the United States Championship against Rey Mysterio. Considering how uh, how this match went down at WrestleMania in, in less than a minute and Rey Mysterio got destroyed, uh, I, I suspect we might have a bit of a longer match. I don't think Samoa Joe will be dropping the title uh, to Rey Mysterio, although I suspect there might be some interference uh, from Rey's son, Dominic, this Sunday. And finally, well, I say finally, I think these two matches are on the kickoff show, and both of them are, well, we've got Tony Nese defending the Cruiserweight Championship uh, against Arya Davari. Tony Nese is a fantastic wrestler. He's got a great physique, but he absolutely puts me to sleep. I'm just not with it. Uh, so I can't give you a, 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 a unbiased view on how I think this match will go. I'm praying Tony Nese doesn't win. Uh, I hope Davari takes the Cruiserweight Championship off him. Uh, Tony Nese just puts me to sleep, and, and it's horrible for me to say, but as, as I often say, with most things and with most art and most things in life, it's all about taste. And, and Tony Nice is, is just not to my taste. Finally, and probably the match is going to open the show. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, will be defending those titles against the Usos. Daniel Bryan and Rowan are absolutely going to be winning that match. It's a mighty shame it is on the pre-show. But uh, you'll be hearing Bryan's thoughts on that uh, in just a tick. But that's pretty much the rundown of the money in the bank card and my uh, vague predictions. Thank you for tuning in this week. Next up here on Resonance is the Sound Projector Radio Show with Ed Pinson. Please do stay tuned in for that. Unless, of course, you listen to the repeat on Wednesday. And then it is Spiz FM with Spiz. Uh, so tune in to that. Uh, remember you can download our show as a podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher we're also available on Spotify I should be back next week at the same time uh, the only place to get our full show archive is on Resonance FM's incredible Mixcloud page, go to ResonanceFM.com slash Mixcloud, thank you to Resonance FM for letting a show on pro wrestling uh, about pro wrestling on the air, and that's from me <laughs> that's all from me for this week, have a fantastic weekend uh, until next time, take care ta-ta Oh, and I'm going to leave you some words from Daniel Bryan again. Rowan, Daniel, first off, congratulations on your victory, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask 
about the leather around your shoulders right now? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? I think he's joking. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's lots of lots of joking around in the tag team division, apparently. Like, like it's a joke. Like I'm not gonna have these changed. Right? But speaking of jokes, and speaking of the tag team division, think of the Usos, right? What were they doing on Raw last night? Joking around, as if the tag team division is some sort of joke. And what about heavy machinery? Joking around, as if the tag team division is some sort of joke. And what about the New Day? Joking around like being the tag team champions is some sort of joke. You know, they talk about a women's evolution, about women main eventing WrestleMania. Do you know who's never talked about main eventing WrestleMania? It's the tag team division. And do you know why? Because for years, they've been led by jokers like the New Day, like the Usos, like Heavy Machinery. And they go out there and they do Thanksgiving turkey fights. And they'll do Halloween contests. Do you know what? We are not those kind of tag team champions. And speaking of which, you know what? There's going to be a tag team evolution. And this isn't going to be one dictated to us by the McMahons. No, this is going to be self-led. A self-led tag team evolution. Because Kofi Kingston, the New Day, they never aspired to that. They never aspired to that level. Neither did the Usos. They were content to just be great tag teams. We're not content to just be great. We are going to be the greatest tag team of all time. We are going to main event WrestleMania as tag team champions. And we are going to aspire higher. And nobody, nobody is going to stop the planet's tag team champions. Let's go.